what's a druid's favorite social media platform? Vine. Uh, welcome to Greekly News Desk for the week of May 21st, 2018. I am Simon Emel, and as always, I am joined by... Andrew Doop. The actual joke said, what was a druid... Uh, was a druid's um, favorite social media platform? I was like, ah, I want to put is, even though Vine's dead. It lives on in Caitlin's heart. In the memory of every druid. Everywhere. And otherwise, nature magic using person. Caitlin loves flying. Past tense. No, she watches compilation oh, videos on YouTube. It's <laughs> a thing we do together frequently. It's just like three hours of back-to-back vine. Of like on three hours of ten-second videos? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are freaks. Yes. All right. Let's, let's just let's get into this. Let's get into this news. Woo, news. I don't think we have anything... In particular, special to announce or talk about? Nope. All right, let's get into this. So, uh, shocking news here in movies: uh, Deadpool two scores the second highest uh, earning R-rated movie release. Yep. Second only to Deadpool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In other news, as Andrew said earlier, in other news, water is wet. Yeah. What a shock! Deadpool two did really well after the first one did really really well. I uh, watched it and can confirm it's is very Deadpool. It tell is you, it is a sequel. I tell you, I I can't. I didn't know what it was before, but I realized as seeing pictures of Domino, I realized why it is. I don't like the look. It it's like barf. I can't not think of barf oh. from Spaceballs with because yeah. the one white part of yeah. the of the same eye. I'm like, that's what it is. It makes me think of Spaceballs. It's, I don't know. I don't know if that's just me. It's just that that part of her around her eye being white, just like Barf was in uh, Spaceballs. That's what it is. I don't, don't like about the look. Makes sense. I understand. <laughs> it's very good, and I re- the stuff they did with Domino's were really cool. I mean, yeah, she's great in the trailer. She's even better Luck. in the. Luck's not a superpower. Like <laughs> when you see her fight scenes, like like when she's actually in it, it's pretty cool. Nice. I've always liked Domino's mutation Luck. In, in the comics. Luck falls in her favor, but she has to act, actively try. It's always this weird and interesting thing. We've talked about this before in the show. Mm-hmm. Long Multiple time ago. times, <laughs> I think. All right. Uh, let's move on to In the Heights news. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Miranda of musical and movie and everything fame mostly musical mostly musical i mean that's hamilton is though he had other very popular things prior to that nothing comes even close to scratching hamilton hamilton it's true it's very good um in the heights has its movie rights with warner brothers yes they have i have officially uh purchased the movie rights for it so that could be good or it could be really bad, depending on if they do a good or bad version of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's probably fine. I'm always, I'm always worried about musical movies because they're real hit or miss. Like sometimes they're done really, really well, and sometimes they're just real fucking garbage. Or you're a luddite like me and just like it. Just, just don't know the music. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. 
I mean, even if you don't know the musical, sometimes they're just, they're, they're, sometimes they're just not given the care it's that, true, that you know, original movies are. Okay, you really need to... We're going we're gonna to check that light bulb after the show. I don't think it's a bulb. Oh, well. Whatever. It's bothering me. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Uh, I have never seen In the Heights, like the show, uh, on stage. I've listened to the music. i listened to some of the music. It's good. I will probably watch this movie. I like musicals. That is a thing. Like, if this movie ever actually gets made, I mean, they just purchase the rights. It doesn't actually mean they'll ever make it. It is right. So there's a lot of things that... People own the rights to a lot of things that never get made. But... Yep, it's sad. Considering his popularity at present, it'll probably get made. Yep. It's probably fast-tracked. Uh... All right, let's move on to the last thing here in news, which is really interesting to me if it plays out this way. Um, it has been reported that Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks to play Mysterio in the next Spider-Man movie. Now, we didn't even know that Mysterio was going to be in the next Spider-Man movie, so that alone, in my opinion, is exciting. Because mm. I love Mysterio. Always have. That crazy illusionist guy. Mm-hmm. Good old fishbowl head. Yep. Um, and, you know, I like Jake Gyllenhaal, mostly. I don't yeah. like everything he's in, but he's he is, you know, he's good. I like the Prince of Persia movie. I've actually never seen it. But I heard it wasn't very good. I also heard that, but, but I liked it, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Then again, people said the Warcraft movie was terrible, and I loved that movie. Yeah. You know, they're having a, a an auction for a lot of the stuff from the Warcraft movie. I have it on my phone. Everything's too expensive. Even Probably. The, even the VX, VFX stuff, which is just like foam with tape on it so that the VFX artists can tell where they have to put wow. edits in is up, you know, triple digits now. <laughs> like, wow. This is ridiculous. This is just a foam axe. Those <laughs> dang Warcraft people. It's, it's mostly Alliance stuff because all the Orc stuff pretty much is VFX stuff. Yeah. Because they're big. Yeah. You know, like the first day that that auction came out, it was like the the there's a, the king's ring, like a thousand bucks, like the first day. It's obscene. Uh, anyway, Mysterio, great villain. Uh, Michael Keaton may or may, may be coming back. I don't know if they meant for this movie or it just in the future. Um, it, when they when I saw it, it seemed like it was this movie. Yeah, it, it seemed like it was. But I mean, that could simply be. Um, as an illusion, or yeah, it could be an illusion because that's a, a totally a thing Mysterio would do. Oh, look, this villain is back, but is he? Is like, I think I think Jake Gyllenhaal could do a good Mysterio. Why not? You gotta be you gotta be appropriately fucking weird. Mysterio is yep. fucking weird. So I'm looking forward to that, and uh, well. Update when we have it officially announced that he is has signed or uh, they're looking for somebody else, for sure. All right, let's move on up to TV. Talking Rick and Morty. So, uh, Cartoon Network, who Adult Swim, who does Rick and Morty, as you may or may not know, I didn't actually know that it was Cartoon Network. To be honest with you, wow. Um, they have ordered seventy more episodes of Rick and Morty. 
Now, for those of you counting along at home, that's a lot. It's a lot, especially considering apparently the last three seasons have been ten season or ten episodes a season. Yep. So, like, we don't know if that means seven more seasons or like longer seasons. So we haven't actually heard anything one way or the other from that. Or if they do all of them anyway. They might just not. Well, yeah, they might do 30 and then go, you know what? We're done. The show's, lo- the show's no longer popular for some reason. It's possible. It I is suppose. possible. But I find it unlikely. <laughs> it could be a modern Simpsons. Could be. Or maybe Family Guy. I don't know. How long did that go on? Is it still on? I think it's still on, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't want to think about I haven't it. Fol- I haven't watched either of the shows in a long time. Although, I mean, I still enjoy The Simpsons when I do see it. Same. And I know they're still making episodes. Apparently there was a season finale recently, and apparently it was great, according to one headline that I read. It's funny, because last I heard, I mean, there's still no date for the next season of Rick and Morty. That is important news. There's no update on when the fourth season would start. Yep. And prior to that, last thing I heard was that Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland, the two creators of the series, uh, were being assholes to each other. That's what I heard recently. I never heard that. Uh, well, I mean, uh, by recently, I mean like six to eight months ago. It's not actually recent at all. <laughs> I don't know why I said recently. But uh, I guess not. Oh, I mean, I guess they can still work somewhat together. I guess. If they're in their contract. <laughs> For 70 episodes. 70 episodes is a lot. So, you know, that's exciting news if you like the show. You'll, you'll definitely get more sometime. Soon TM. We don't really know when. It's a big, it's a, it's a weird thing that they announced 70 more episodes, but no, not even an idea, not even a year of when they'll start. I think that's just how Rick and Morty works. Maybe. It was the same with the last season. Yeah, didn't it just, like, come out? Yeah. They never announced it? Alright. I want to talk about something I'm much more interested in than Rick and Morty. And that is One Punch Man. One Punch! Specifically, the uh, anime of it. The, so, Fizz Media has uh, secured the, the the master license for the second season of, of uh, the anime. Which means they have the licensing for digital streaming, TV broadcast, uh, home media, so DVD, Blu-ray releases, and merchandising in, in North America, Latin America, and Oceania. Oceania. Oceana? Yeah, I, don't, I, never, I never know how to pronounce that. I think it's Oceana. Maybe. Oceana. Also, notably, still no date on when this is going to be released either. The second season of the anime. Because a lot of the, like, there's a lot more manga of it than there is anime. Because uh, the first season, though I love it, is, is great, in my opinion. I like it a lot, too. Um, it's basically just a setup. Like yeah. that whole what is it, ten episodes, thirteen episodes? It really just sets up and okay. And that, after all that happened, here's this. Here's the world after that. Yeah, and, and I was really sad when there was no more after that. Right, me too. Because I didn't know that going into it. Uh, yeah, neither did I. I think I think I, I after that episode, I looked. I was like, wait, that's it. <laughs> Doesn't seem like the end. Why do you end the season like that? 
anime. I mean, this is, uh, in in my opinion, it's a great show. I I should look at the library and see if they have any of the manga. Mm. I used to read. I used to read the fairy tale ma- manga when uh, we were when Eric and I were watching fairy tale. At the library? Yeah, I got. I, got, I would get like five fucking manga chapters at once and read them, and then take them back. Get like five more. It's good fun. Local libraries. Mm-hmm. Check them out. Reading is fun. Read a book. <laughs> um. So unfortunately, yet yeah, no date yet on season two when it will be released, but it'll definitely be coming because Viz has picked up the licensing, which means they will definitely do it because they're big here. They do lots of stuff. So I will definitely update with the date when we get it. All right, let's move into games. Games. So let's talk about some D and D. Some. Which I really, I hope they named it what they named it, just so they could have that um, alphabetism, or that's a word. So it's an, it's a, the other word that I forget right now. Anyway, the stream of many eyes is, uh, on June first to third, on Twitch, D and D actual Brian D and D will be bringing a bunch of notable Twitch streamers, actors, and comedians, and people who work in D and D together to be streaming a, just a bunch of stuff over these three days. It's so like cosplays, sets, uh, people actually playing D&D, and they'll be, they'll be uh, talking about oh, unveiling a new adventure. So for the next, a new adventure like story for the next year, the next probably two books, I would say, because that's generally most of their story adventures are in two books, I think. Because Dragon Queen was, Giants was, I mean, Strahd was one book, but Strahd's different. There's another one I want to say is two. Oh, Elemental Evil, I believe, was two. So it'll probably be the next two adventure books. So we'll start at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific on Friday, June 1st, with uh, a roundtable conversation with a bunch of the D&T, D&D team on the new storyline and why they're so excited. And then they'll have uh, Force Gray and Dice Camera Action playing a, a live play. A li- live place? Is that live play? Is that a thing? Did I just say that? Make that I up. I guess. That makes sense. It's real play. Yeah. And real play when it's live, I guess. I makes guess sense. so. But I, I sort of just made it up. Uh, on Saturday, You're a trailblazer. On Saturday. <laughs> uh, it'll, be 10, it'll start at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific with another... Uh, live real play with Sirens of the Realms. Uh, and also we'll have Goals, Guts, and Glory and Rivals of Waterdeep and Dark and Dicey all doing uh, previewing content from the new story. So they'll be doing parts of the different adventures. Which is interesting because you get to see you get to see them take on new things if you know you already like them. Or even if you don't. You could also find new live streams or podcasts or whatever for, for that you want maybe want to listen to or watch. And then on Sunday, being in 11 Pacific, uh, there'll be members from Crit Roll, uh, High Rollers, Force Gray, and the entire cast of Test Camera Action performing together in costume for the first time. Which is how I heard about this, because they, a couple of, like Travis Willingham and, uh, 
uh, Joe Man- Mantegliu. That's not how you pronounce his last name. Man- Mantegello is also not how you pronounce his last name, but that's how it's spelt. They, they, who, who was on two or three episodes of Crit Roll, uh, announced it because this is also you can uh, go to it. Like if you're in the LA area, you can buy tickets and go watch it live when they're doing things on stage. Mm-hmm. So it's it's quite exciting. So it's a time to be a fan for, of D and D, you know. Um, so yeah, Twitch.tv slash D and D. Oh, tickets are actually only for Sunday, the Sunday things. So the other days are not. Just live streams, not live on stage. Just the Sunday things. But still super cool. Twitch.tv slash DMD. Watch it. Alright, Andrew. You must be very excited for this. So, um... There is a new Kickstarter on the block, Crusader Kings of the Board Game, which is Crusader Kings in board game form. There's, I mean, uh, isn't, I'm sure that something similar already exists, just not branded. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I don't know about one that exists so <laughs> great in such great parallel. Like, you've got uh, a dynasty board in front of you, and you've got, like, each nation, tons of miniatures, and you build up forts, there's events, there's intrigue, and you have to, like, manage your line, get married, have the kids, then you get trait tokens that you get passed out to, and and they, uh, they keep going forward, just like in the game, you can get yourself just screwed over... <laughs> Fucking child can't can't fucking bear children now. Yeah, or he took a vow or something. Yeah, I've stuff. seen I've seen things on Reddit. Yep, <laughs> and it uh, it's just Europe, so like England, Spain, France, etc. Um, it looks cool. I, I like that you edited in the show notes from CK to Crusader Kings. Did I? You did. And that says Crusader Kings, the board game. Whereas when I first looked at it, it said CK. And I was like, oh, Crusader Kings? Yeah. You did a good thing. Because yeah. most people looking at the notes be like, what the fuck is CK? Just like when we say Watsy. Yes. <laughs> now, this is going to come out uh, estimated delivery November. 2018. Really? That's yeah. fast for something with miniatures that hasn't closed their Kickstarter yet. Yeah, but it seems pretty well along. Um, I mean, I guess if they've already started like production and this is just finishing monies or something. It's only going to run you 46 American dollars. Really? That's actually cheap. For uh, the the first backer thing, it's a it, uh, deposit basically hmm. that's the the kickstarter back if you want the whole game just the one copy it's gonna run you 69 american dollars. that's yeah that makes more sense it's about right especially for a branded board game with miniatures 70 miniatures 306 tokens 289 cards 10 dynasty boards five family boards and a large game board <laughs> Interesting. 
unsurprisingly, it has exceeded its goal. Mm. Yeah, it's really, that is a, that is a true shock. <laughs> 29 days to go. <laughs> they basically just launched. Yeah. So it's a it's a pretty sure thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure you'd probably enjoy this if you like Crusader Kings. It sounds like it's just you know Crusader Kings on the tabletop, or building a nice story with friends. Sure, nice, nice. Of intrigue and murder and backstabbing and plotting and war. This is more Game of Thrones than Game of Thrones is. Mm-hmm. So we'll leave, I suppose, the link to the Kickstarter uh, page yep. in our show notes. So that if you want to back in, you can go ahead and do that. Let's move on to the next thing that I didn't even know they were still doing. But uh, apparently, this last week, um, Sony has officially stopped production of physical Vita games. Yep. Hmm. It must have been a Japan thing, because, like... It must have been. The PS2 only stopped producing PS2 games, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. I mean, the PS2 had the, the biggest console life ever. I like, I like a lot. A lot. A lot. I mean... it still got legs, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the Vita, yeah, it never got what it was due here in North America by Sony. Like, because it didn't, it didn't, they did the classic Sony thing where it didn't, you know, boom, when it launched, and they're like, eh, back burner then. Yeah, you know, there's all that Din boom, proprietary, expensive garbage. Yeah. And Instead of using SD cards. Yeah, this yeah. and that. No, none of that. It's a sweet system. It is. It's, it's, it is a fantastic piece of technology. I they love just it. didn't learn anything from the PSP. No, they did not. Not even a little bit. No, but I think Nintendo might have learned from them. Yeah. And the fact that the Switch is non-proprietary, you know, everything except their actual games. Yeah. USB three, no USB C. That's not a number; it's a letter. <laughs> I don't even know where I got three from. Anyway, three point I guess maybe that's probably what I was thinking of. Anyway, so I mean, it's just also physical Vita games. I mean, they're still releasing uh, digital things, even even new games sometimes get um, Vita versions digitally. Yeah. You get you get the like cross buy. Yeah, yeah. But this is physical. It's all gone. Speaking of cross-buy digital, because mm-hmm. this next point is cross-buy, Stardew Valley is set to release on the Vita May 22nd. So if you cross-buy, you also get it on your PS4? Yeah, so if you already have mm-hmm. it on PS4, you'll have it on Vita. Hmm, that's nice. Too bad that is not one of the two places I already have Stardew Valley. Well, it's uh, it's going to be one of the two places I have it. Because I have it on my Switch and my PC. I should I should get it on the PlayStation 4. I bet it loads faster. The The Switch version is pretty slow on the loading screens. But it's still great. Yeah, I wonder how the this version will do. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how <clears throat> yeah, the Vita version 
probably be kind of slow on the loading screens too, I bet. But I bet the PlayStation will play just fine, like the actual PS4. We'll find out. <clears throat> That's exciting. I wonder when they'll get the multiplayer sometime after it's... Like, I mean, I guess it's only in beta still. It's not even released on PC. So we have to officially get it on PC, and then we already know that the Switch version is going to be the first console to get it. Because he said that. That's exciting. Man, Stardew Star Valley multiplayer is fun. Right, Andrew? It is. I enjoy it. Um, it lets me not worry about fishing. <laughs> Love fishing. And not worry about cooking. I never do it. You don't or have to. worry about really that whole um, gathering hall thing. The center. <laughs> so, the bulk of the game? Yeah. Is the is the community center? I get to just farm and, and mine. go to the mine. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny playing with like Liz and Erica, who are like like big, big, like bigger areas for farming than I ever did. Like, it's I I, I plant whatever I need for the community center, and if I don't need anything from that season, like it's year two, I don't need anything from that season. Maybe I'll plant nine plants. That'll be it for the season. I'd make all my money gathering and mining. To the point where, like, my friend uh, Jimmy was saying, you know, I think I want to do, uh, uh, us, you know, play Stardew Valley in a, in a, a funny way. You know, no farming, no animals, just mining and gathering. And I was like, <laughs> so, like, the way I knew it? Because I played, like, nine plants, get, like, one chicken, one cow, one pig, like, one of every animal. And that's it. Apparently I play weird. Anyway, let's let's talk about World War Two with zombies. Woo. Because uh, Axis and Allies is going to be getting an Axis and Allies and zombies, uh, which is interesting. Um, I didn't know what he did Axis and Allies because mm-hmm. I I don't remember the last time I played it. I mean, I guess the Avalon Hill brand, which is also, um, Betrayal. Betrayal is also the Avalon Hill brand, and the, all those characters are Wizards of the Coast trademarked. So I guess that sort of makes sense. This is, uh, like, Jonathan's favorite. What, Axes and Allies? Yeah. What a shock. Um, so this is the usual world map of, uh, of Axis and Allies, and the zombies are not like a player faction. It's it's basically the game controls um, the zombies. There's no player that controls them. They're, they're rule-controlled. And you are still, you know, versus the Axis if you're the Allies, but also there's the zombies that you got to keep in, tra- in check, or else, you know, you will lose. So that's interesting. Um... They say uh, experienced players can compl- can complete it in under three hours. Yeah, it's, it's sounds, meant as a one-session game. Sounds about standard for Alexis and Allies. Well, Alexis and Allies can be a multi-session game for sure. Yeah, I suppose that is true. If you're playing the big boy version and not the spring the 1942 yeah. baby version. <laughs> the simplified. Which I think this is going for the same scale. 
it, it mentions down in the article that you can use some of the cards as an expansion for your uh, 1942. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also important, there are a couple of new things like chainsaw tanks and mm-hmm. zombie mind control rays. There sure are. Which, I mean, zombie mind control rays I could do without, but chainsaw tanks? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> that feels fantastic. It sounds fantastic. Um, and the release date uh, so far is fall 2018. So, and the uh, price will probably be between 40 and 50. I'm going to say American. Because everything's in American prices. Yep. Um, but that's cool. You know, if you're into zombies and or World War II, and or World War II and zombies. Jonathan would like this. It's funny, a lot of things. It's just the newest thing along the line of things that are getting zombies added because people like it. Like the, the people who designed it, the people who made it, really enjoy that. Um, you know? I think it's neat. Yeah. I mean, it's not just them jumping on a bandwagon. I was like, yeah, let's add zombies to it. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to uh, the next thing, which is funny, because uh, a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was, was it like, was it Walmart Canada? I think it was Walmart Canada website released or put on their website two or three games that had not been announced. One of which was Rage 2. Which the, uh, the, the, they corrected them on, like, well, they're not all in caps and it's this and that. And it's like, it's not doing, you're doing it wrong. Uh, but it has now officially been announced that they are, in fact, going to do a Rage 2. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, a. Uh, gameplay trailer and uh, announcement trailer on their website, which I will leave in the show notes. It looks rad. Pretty good watches. Yeah, it's it's Mad Max with a little more fantasy sort of... F. I, I say fantasy because there's like giant ogre things, yeah. but they're not. it's not really fantasy. But it's also... It's also just great, and it's, it's, and it's absolute madness. Yeah. Like, like madness and a half. It looks awesome. Um, I'm not sure sure if we have an actual date yet. I don't remember. I mean, that's up for pre-order on the website. So that usually... Well, no, I shouldn't say that. It usually means that there's a date. That does not. That's not yes. true at all. I don't, I don't think I saw a date. But you can pre-order it if you want to. To get, you know, new armor, a monster truck, a fancy pistol, and an exclusive mission. Anyway, page two. Check out those trailers at the very least. They're fantastic. And absolute crazy. Alright, Andrew, are you ready to talk about some Overwatch nerfs? Uh, yep. Because <clears throat> I'm, proud, I'm proud of that, even though it was a little hanging fruit. It was, uh, funny. <laughs> so, uh, on Twitter last week, no, what when was that? Let me look up the actual date. Uh, last Wednesday, the play, the Overwatch Twitter account uh, released this video of last, like, it's like a 15 second video of 
just a Nerf ball rolling around, like a Nerf Rivals ball rolling around, and it rolled and stopped rolling with an Overwatch symbol on it. Yep. So in, and then it had a date for 2019. So all we know is that is in 2019, their Nerf Rivals are going to be doing Overwatch guns. So Nerf Rivals being the one that shoots the foam balls instead of the foam darts. The inferior Nerf gun. According to Andrew. Not according to, like, Nerf <laughs> at all. Inferior. Um, so, we haven't, like I said, we don't know what, what guns yet. But, uh, hopefully most of them. I hope to see Reaper's shotguns. Definitely T-Racer. Tracer? Oh, yeah, definitely Tracer. She's, you know, the... You say Overwatch, she's the face you most people will think of. She's on the launcher, on the box, all that. Yep. And it's the most likely to, uh, I think, function as one of them nerf things. Um, I think Reaper's shotguns, maybe Junkrat's junk grenade launcher would be cool. You could do that with uh, balls much more easily than you could do with darts. True. That that shape of weapon. Unless you get one of them big darts. That's rocket darts. Yeah, that's true, rocket darts. Anyway, this Part is two for darts. This is uh, super exciting. If you know you like Nerf and Overwatch, it's fantastic. <laughs> we will definitely update when we have more news, like a date more than a year. I would get one just to yell Nerf this, and then shoot. Yeah, I I doubt that we're gonna get a baby diva pistol. It's probably gonna be a mercy pistol. Yeah, because there's yeah probably if even then they're both sort of similar. Design like they're not that visually different, even than Tracer's guns. Like, there probably at a, at a will be look. one because there's a, probably a cosplay demand. Oh, uh, that's true. Maybe. Maybe. If they're if they release a diva mech, then I'll get on board with the Nerf ball. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm just seeing like Troy and Community in yeah. the cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pillow man. Yeah. I'm a living god. That was a good one. That's a good episode. Yeah, that was a good episode. Let's move on to comics and books. First off with how to create your champion. Um, Because Dark Horse is going to be publishing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, creating a champion. Uh, That's a mouthful. In November of 2018. So basically it is an art book um, of the the champions uh, from Breath of the Wild. Which I can't remember any of their names except for like Link. Now. Link. Link. Zelda. And the the bird guy. And uh, Mifa. That's her name. Ganon. I, I was thinking of Midna and I was like, that's the wrong game. Goron. The Goron guy. <laughs> Whatever his name is. I don't know why I can't remember any of their names. Anyway. Um, it's going to include... Um, it's going to include material from both the DLC packs. It'll have um, fifty page, nearly fifty pages of sketches from Takumi Wada, the, I believe he's the lead designer, and then two hundred ninety six pages of design artwork and with commentary. Ooh, and here's an exciting part: a fifty five page historical section that divulges the history of Hyrule as it is known in game. Oh boy. Which is actually very exciting. 
because that's uh, that's a very lived in Hyrule world. It is. I think like a lot of shit happened, although there's not a lot of people living in it at the time of the game. <laughs> but it's super interesting. You know, if you really like Breath of the Wild, which most people did. So yeah, it'll go on sale uh, November 20th, 2018. You can pre-order it now on Amazon, and I don't even know what TFAW is. Uh, 424 total pages uh, retails for $40 American, so like 80 bucks, Probably. You may be spending 80 bucks Canadian, at least. At least. But you know, still, it's pretty cool. Art books are fun. I like art books. Me too, especially when they add something, like exploring stuff further like that. Take that, the history section? Yeah. yeah. And, and the character development stuff oh, yeah. is cool. Not just like straight art, but... Yeah, not to him, them commenting on how the designs sort of went through. Like the uh, the Overwatch art book did that, is really good for that. Um, because like they show a lot of, or the ones that went through a lot of designs, they show like all of them and how the character changed over the time and some of them have more uh more uh comments than others like some of them like yeah so we just we got the name first and then we just tried to figure out the character we wanted to make with that name and other ones have you know more reasons to why they got changed all right let's talk about the next thing here which is crit roll vox machina origins Ooh. so over eight months they have been releasing digital comics called Vox Machina Origins, um, written by, uh, what is his name, Matthew Colville, with art by Olivia Sampson. Um, it is not there done, I think. I think, that, I think Origins is officially done. I think it was just supposed to be the six episodes. Episodes, issues. <laughs> um, they are now releasing it in a hardcover book. Which uh, through sort of through yeah through Dark Horse like their Dark Horse is printing it because you know that's what Dark Horse does. That's what Dark Horse do. Mm-hmm. Make things that are of already existing uh, intellectual properties. Um, so there'll be two versions: a, a regular version and like a collectible or limited edition version. Um, so both of the versions have the 160 pages of the comics. Um, and they will both have uh, bonus content with a noted cover process pieces and preliminary character sketches, which is interesting. I guess showing the the actual the artist on how she decided to draw them, I suppose. The limited edition will have a foil stamped and burnished front and back cover bound in dark green faux leather. It's kind of rad. Uh, yeah. Follow, follow stamped and burnished decorative slipcase to keep your book, because most, almost all collected and limited editions have slipcases. Or just hardcover comics usually do, in general. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and then uh, the limited edition will also have a commemorative print by the uh, artist. The interior artist, not necessarily the cover artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so the standard edition uh, is available for $45. The limited edition will be $100. 
Um, they will be on. They will be available to purchase on May thirty first at nine a.m. Pacific uh, on the Geek and Sundry Store or the Alpha Store online. Or you can get the digital comics right now if you want on like Dark Horse Digital or Comicsology or wherever the hell you get digital comics. Probably Comicsology. Definitely Comicsology, but also Dark Horse Digital and wherever else you get them. Comicsology is the best. It's got everything. The uh, cover art is by Sjebenzijk. Uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I've been a fan of his for a long oh. time. <clears throat> oh yeah, look at that! How do you how do you pronounce a J after an S T? He's like Croatian or something like that. I have never had any clue how to pronounce his name. But J E P A N S with like a smile over it. E J I C with accent aigu, but it's probably not called that because that's the French way for it. He does a lot of a lot of good covers, and he's done stuff on Rat Queens, and um, he's done a lot of uh, DC memes that you've probably run into on the internet. Probably. He, he's pretty great. That is a name. Wow. <clears throat> it's a hell of a name. Um, so yeah, this, this uh, limited edition cover looks pretty cool. Yeah. Look at that. The whole VM, even though that's not actually how they're... VM symbols usually drawn. That looks very weird. Like I don't know, weird. It's weird that it would be weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not how I usually see the the VM. It looks cool. It doesn't look very cool. Anyway, I'm thinking about it, but it's a lot of money because that's like like forty five bucks American or a hundred dollars American. American. Right, plus plus shipping, because this is from their stores. So yeah, it wouldn't be. Uh, so it's, it's not gonna be cheap. Um, I imagine you can get it ordered in or something. Yeah, maybe. So I will leave. I will leave the uh, link in there for thecryptworld.com. If you all are interested in checking it out for yourselves, and now we'll move on to this next awesome thing. So you may remember, Andrew, we talked about this the first round they did of DC and Looney Tunes crossovers. Mm-hmm. They were pretty great. Well, they've now announced four more DC Looney Tunes crossovers. So, starting with Catwoman slash Tweety and Sylvester, special number one. Which is is really funny. Makes sense. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Sylvester and Catwoman somehow team up, and and Tree realizes she needs some help too, so recruits uh, Black Canary. It's all on brand. Uh huh. And it isn't long before the scale of the conflict begins to get out of control, and suddenly there's a full-scale war between cats and birds that threatens to take over all of Gotham. That's great. I need to see how that plays out. It's pretty great. Um, and we got Harley Quinn Gossamer. Uh, I don't know what the Gossamer is, but it looks creepy. Yeah, it looks really creepy right there. But that's pretty much Gossamer, so... Yeah, what is Gossamer? Like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, bring it up. Um, so, yeah, basically, Harley Quinn finds a crate and breaks it open, and Gossamer is inside of it, and they hang out, because, probably because they're both fucking crazy. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, the, it's like, yeah, okay. That doesn't help me. I have no idea who that is. Oh, well. So showing me a Looney Tunes picture of it does not help me. That's what he is. I don't know what it is. Um, then a giant robot attacks Harley Quinn and Gossamer. So they get to deal with it. This one does not sound as nearly as exciting as cats and birds. Taking over Gotham. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the Joker slash Daffy Duck. So when Daffy Duck plays a call to Acme Corp headquarters in Gotham, it's the uh, company long gone, and their abandoned building is now occupied by the Joker. Um, and Pete tries to get out, and the Joker captures him. And then he forces him to join his gang. <laughs> so basically, the da- Daffy Duck is going to join the Joker gang. Which can only end well. Yep. Crazy-ass duck with crazy-ass clown. And then we've got Lex Luthor slash Porky Pig. <laughs> so, uh, facing financial ruin, uh, a desperate Porky Pig applies and gets an entry-level position with Lex Corp. Uh, grateful to his new benefactor, Porky becomes Luthor's most loyal employee and defender. But when a major skinned breaks in the news and Lex is called before a congressional committee, guess who is about to be offered up as a sacrificial pig? I mean, that was sound pretty interesting, but not nearly as good as Catwoman and Tweety. The Porky Pig cover is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, the weirdly... Porky Pig does human, not need you know, to be that mm, human no. <laughs> Too Too human. The other ones, they're fine. They, they seem like characters just drawn a little more realistic. But Porky Pig, mm, please no. I actually really like the Catwoman cover. The, the, the real-looking mm-hmm. Tweety and Sylvester. That's um, not terrifying like the Porky Pig. The Pig one is fucking terrifying. Um, I don't have any dates for these at all, but... Oh, there we go. In the summer. They'll be arriving this summer sometime. So, soon TM. Cause sometime in the summer. Alright, and last, let's talk about Stan, Stan Sky again, uh, and how he got, he is the recipient of the first, the inaugural Joe Kubert Distinguished Storyteller Award. You know, I'm looking at the, the logo for the uh, Storyteller Award, uh-huh. and it's clearly a pen upon reflection. Oh, it is. Originally. It is what it is. It's, um, it's an inkwell pen. You thought, right. thought it was an energy sword. I couldn't figure out why it was an energy sword. <laughs> You're right. It's an inkwell pen. I did not it realize is. what it was. I just thought it was really weird looking. It is an inkwell it's pen. It's an inkwell pen. 100%. See, that's not... I threw this in here to confuse you. Uh, one, because I want to talk about Stan Sakai because he's great. And two, because uh, the announcement was made on May 19th at a ceremony in the second annual Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, CA. Ah. <laughs> That Ontario CA again. It's confusing me for I was like, what? He t- oh, Ontario, oh, yeah, California. Yeah. It's annoying because it's like CA. Like, exactly. For Canada? <laughs> Why did they uh, do this to us? I don't know. Anyway, the uh, Joe Cooper Distinguished Storyteller Award is uh, f- to recognize outstanding comic book creators and 
and uh, exemplify both Joe Kubert's artistic talent and his commitment to nurturing the book community. So basically, it's given out to people who are very talented and also great people, essentially. That's usually how awards work. Um, he, Stan Sakai himself could not be there, but he, he had a prepared statement and it was read on his behalf. Probably because I don't think he lives in North America. But I just want to talk about, I just wanted to throw Ontario, California in there and, and talk about Stan Sakai. He's now award winning. Because he deserves it. And also, Usagi Ujimbo is fucking fantastic. It's true. It's great. All right. Um, that is all we have for this week. So, if you want to get in touch with us and tell us how much more humanized Porky Pig needs to be drawn, none, none more. <laughs> we need to dial it back. <laughs> Just draw the character. <laughs> you can get in touch with us on Twitter. I am at dead75. Does he even wear pants? <laughs> Andrew is at DUP3 as he's furiously I don't think Googling he does. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he's pretty naked, man. <laughs> if you can't be pantsless and work at LexCorp, it's part, it's part of the uniform. I mean, he's porky pig, man. Um, and you get in touch with or the show is at uh, Quigley News on Twitter. Uh, our website is QuigleyNews.com. Where you can find all these lovely show notes with the links that we are leaving, um, up on the up on the website on the top right, there is a link to join the Discord uh, channel. If you so choose to come and play games, to talk with us, or do, you know, do whatever you want to do on Discord. I'm um, using Porky Pig as the uh, the episode, so that everybody else can be fucking creeped out yeah. by how hum- human he looks. But not. Uh, if but you, uh, you want to email us, you can email us at feedback at weeklynews.com or get in touch with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weeklynews. If you're an iTunes user, we would really appreciate a rating and review so that, you know, we can better ourselves. In theory. <laughs> in theory. Maybe. Still no lists. Still no lists? Yep, we haven't read off a list. We, we took that one feedback. We're still working oh, with it. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can learn. No, extremely long lists. Also, we're, we try our very best to not use alphabetisms that we know, like Watsi, without reading you know, what it actually is. Yes. Because that was another thing back there. Like, what the hell is Watsi? And we're like, oh, right. Not everybody knows what we're talking about when we say our... Our things. Like I preemptively corrected CK to say to Kings. Mm-hmm. Good job. Alright. Uh, as I said, that's all we have. Thank you for putting up with our bullshit. And uh, we'll see you next week.